Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Divorce Collective podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in again. My name is Danielle Young, and I'm the Senior Associate here at Collective Family Law Group. I've got um, a special guest um, with me today, and you're in for a treat. We've already had her. um, Her name is Kathy. Um, and she is a real estate agent, um, and she's going to. She came on um, and I'm, a few weeks ago, and we talked about the process um, that you can expect when going through sort of selling your property by way, of, um, you know, property settlement. Um, but today I've got her back because I wanted her to talk to you directly about um, what you can expect um, from her or from a real estate agent and sort of what their role is. Thank you for joining me again, Kathy. Really, really appreciate your time coming back and being here. Um, great. It's good to be back. Thank you. Excellent. So um, our listeners loved our last uh, podcast. Um, for those of you listening in today who haven't heard it, go back and have a look at Kathy and I, uh, the podcast where Kathy and I talk about the process. Um, but today, Kathy, you're here and you're going to talk to mom, our, our listeners about once a real estate agent is appointed, what is your role? What will you do? So that's the topic for today. Um, so I guess we start there. What is your role? Sure. My role is I'm a licensed real estate professional who acts in the in the seller's best interest at heart to navigate through the real estate transaction with confidence. And I do communicate with buyers to ensure that they feel comfortable in the process. And I also do act as a great communicator. All right. So you're there to to obviously your role is you're going to sell the party's property, right? That 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 essentially is what you're there to do. You're there to help them sell, to run them through the processes, which we talked about last time you visited us here on the the podcast, um, and to really guide them and I might hold their hand with respect of selling their property. That's correct. I do try to hold their hands and I don't promise sunshine butterflies and I can't promise that it will be, you know, no stress. However, my job and my role, uh, how I pride in this job is to minimize the stress, give them empowerment, give them confidence in, in selling the property with as much information possible so they can make an informed decision love that i love that who doesn't need less stress in their life right so especially our clients most of them are going through a pretty emotional and tough time as it is uh with it with a divorce or a separation so when you talk about communicating let's um let's flick so not the communicating that you have with the with the sellers but do you communicate so say you've got a husband and wife and they're both the sellers um, do you communicate with both the husband and the wife or are you only communicating with one? Um, I do have to confess a bit. Uh, there will always be one of them 
a bit more adorable. It could be the husband is more communicative or could be the wife who's easy to speak to. However, we can't play favoritism when it comes to, um, you know, the sale. So we do communicate with both parties. It's just probably the frequency of contact and also um, the time of the day, the time of the week to communicate with both. And uh, we do create a group text message, uh, whether it's on WhatsApp or on an email for formality or on just text messages to ensure everyone's communicated and know that when the photo is going to be um, done or when the house is on the market and here's the link for your information. Um, so we do communicate with both parties, not just with one party alone. All right, interesting. I, I've never heard of the group the group chat message um, before. That's, a, that's an interesting and I guess a really easy way of making sure that both parties have the information they need. They're, they're accessible. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, what another part of your role um, um, is to assist with sort of the the staging, correct? So you you'll give parties. I guess is part of your role. I should I should put it to you as a question. Is part of your role um, helping the parties decide how they're going to present the property, what they're going to do to the property, you know. Um, sale is that part of your role to work with them about those things yes so real estate agents while they are negotiators they are also marketers so we do have to make sure the house look great or the property looks great and we do actually offer the clients options such as decluttering the house and then have some integrated staging without going the full length or full staging. Because full staging could be a couple of thousand dollars to north of $10,000. Integrated staging will be just some accessories um, in addition to the existing furniture, just to be mindful of their budget. Yeah, love that because uh, that's actually a common um, worry from my clients. Um, there's a common worry that, you know, one of the parties might want to repaint the whole house, you know, put in luxury designer furniture, um, you know, go the full hog um, and the other party's like, what? Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to spend tens of thousands or thousands or whatever it's going to be um, doing that. And so is that where you'll come in and sort of guide the parties on, look, you're going to do that for X price, but you're actually not going to get more money for the property. So, you know, and talk them through that. Is that part of what you do? Yeah, that's right. So uh, my job is um, trying to make everyone happy. Uh, however, I think I've learned the hard way over the past eight years that uh, try to be everyone's best friend is not going to work. I then tell my clients and say, can I please have your permission to tell you what you should hear? not what you want to hear so to then set the um, you know the scene and um, so to be on the same page with everyone and I will tell them and advise them as to what would make the best outcome possible and sometimes it may not necessarily be a couple thousand dollars it could be make Kima your best friend Mm -hmm. just pick up a few you know cushions throws and even that sunflower or the um, you know, landscape um, artwork, and that could be between twenty to twenty-five dollars per item. And after less than five hundred dollars later, the house may look a little bit different and prettier. 
Yeah, okay. So, and and so what I hear there is, uh, and you sound like um, I'm on the same, it's it's about managing expectations, isn't it, um, when, when you've got clients, yeah. Yes. Um, and that'll be really important. And and I think you we spoke about that in our last podcast together, you know, when we were talking about the listing price and things like that. Um, so it's, it all comes down to managing both the parties' expectations um, and working together, I guess, to get the best result for their property. Um, so part of um, the part of the process um, is um, open homes. We get questions um, about that um, from our clients. You know, uh, who's going to come to the house? What do I need to do? You know, are they going to go through all my drawers? <laughs> Those sorts of things. Can maybe you talk to our clients about what can they expect? What does an open home look like for them from their you know perspective? First thing first. Um, my secret power when it comes to, you know, uh, divorce sale is no buyers actually need to know about that because I want to protect the value of the asset by making sure my client's weak point or the reason for sale is not exposed to the buyers, to the public. So I will go through the master bedroom wardrobe and making sure there's his and hers clothing mm-hmm. or shoes okay. because... People, when they go to open home, they may actually try to look for the reason for the sale. And when it comes to relationship uh, parting ways, uh, it is very obvious that there's only um, the wife's, you know, clothing in the wardrobe or it could be just the husband living alone inside the house. So I would actually recommend that there will be a few pieces of his and her clothing and some space shoes to be in the wardrobe or in the house so it feels like it's a togetherness in selling the property. And obviously, how do you expect an open home process? We would have either private inspection, we might have the advertised open home, and we would also have the VIP open home uh, with all the existing buyers on our database. So we do actually inform them and check with them about the times and days that will be suitable. And then we give them plenty of notice and diarize it on their calendar. And uh, we do try to arrive 30 minutes prior to an open home or private inspection, just to have the windows open, the candles lit, and uh, as well as uh, to make sure everything's all on point before the open home. And we do request if they live in the property that we can turn on all the lights or they leave the lights on before they leave the house to us. Right. Um, So I want to pause here for a second um, because I'm interested. um, Can you tell me any experiences that you've had um, um, in a separation um, situation? Uh, because a lot of, I, I guess some of our clients are worried. So, for example, someone moved out, okay, let's just say the wife moved out, okay, and the husband's still living in the property. Um, so there's a lot of anxiety um, from our clients um, about what's the other person doing? Like what if it's not clean? What if they don't mow the lawn? Like what if they're deliberately, you know, leaving the dirty laundry all around the house and things like that? Um, to try and, I guess, stay there a little bit longer or to, you know, not get a sale. Have you had anything, any experiences like that? And if you have, what what, what happens? 
Well, that's the yeah yeah that's a great question. We we did have some experiences like that, but we minimize it. So really, the handbook that we leave behind for both parties is really the checklist of making sure the lawn is manicured and the uh, you know dirty laundry is put away or tucked in a wardrobe or in a in a um, in a laundry basket. We sort of go through that um, meticulously, like um, as if it's the first time. The other thing is when it comes to lawn mowing and all that, we do try to reiterate and say, can we please organize a gardener if you're time poor? So we 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 try to make sure we introduce the topic gently so mm-hmm. that it hurt or bruise the other party's ego mm-hmm. and for example we do um, have the wife telling us that okay so the husband lives at the property can you make sure it's clean then we may then suggest without mentioning the wife's um, ex-wife mention it we will say that oh we've got a cleaner um, who's available can we actually schedule a two-hour clean I do recommend a two-hour clean prior to the first open home. We'll just make it easier for the buyers and maybe we'll get the, the sale um, within the first few days. So that's my way of communicating that without dobbing the other party in. And it could be vice versa. The husband's yeah. the wife is uh, probably wanting to stay there forever. And then I will say, that's fine. Thank you for letting me know and thank you for your concern. What we will do is that we will managing the expectation by showing the market um, statistics and knowing that it's only 27 days uh, on the market. So we shouldn't have any problem of dragging it out. Mm, okay. Um, I think, yeah, and that's, I think, really important for, for our listeners, um, yeah, that, that, that you work with the party who's in the home um, and and guide them to um, ensure that things like laundry put away, the gardens, you know, not overgrown and we're not doing a, a jungle safari just to get to the front door. Um, because ultimately, um, yeah, and I guess it's easier if parties have orders because they've got a time frame, but um, um, all right, thank you. Um, the last thing I want to talk about on this segment about your role um, or part of your role um, um, is what types of marketing campaigns that, that there are available to parties. And I don't know, maybe there is only one, um, you know, or is there different marketing campaigns? What, what sort of um, options do parties have there? Usually we would have a, a budget um budget-sensitive marketing campaigns such as the minimum will be the photos and photos come in too. There's also the daytime photos as well as just a little bit of magic at dusk. So uh, the twilight photos usually will be $100 more. Um, These days people are time poor, so floor plan and side plans will be available to the buyers um, online. And um, signboard is not always necessary because unless the property is on the main row, we don't have to have a signboard just in case if they are very private and very discreet, they don't want the neighbours to know about the houses for sale. Um, and realestate.com.au, domain.com.au and other 16 to 18 uh, online portals will be available and um, pretty much and also our, our database of buyers. And there will always be new buyers each week. So hence, we can't sell a secret. We do need to leverage on the online platforms as well as the offline platforms and then hopefully to get the best possible price. Yeah. And do parties have an option? So there are stages. There's different levels of marketing um, that you can offer parties um, subject to their budget and their needs. 
That's right. And then not to forget that uh, on those portals, they do have the bigger ad, uh, which occupies more space on your mobile phone device and also computer screen. And as you would know, common sense tell you that the bigger the picture, the bigger the ad, it also gives potential audience that perceive value. So realestate.com that you do have bigger ads available. However, you do have the budget conscious uh, sellers to just go on with a, a smaller ad. Um, smaller ad is not bad, but smaller ad tend to uh, have less uh, clicks and um, usually may not have that perceived uh, premium value on the house. Um, and also what we discussed in the last um, podcast about the staging. So on top of that, there could be the staging, integrated staging or full staging available uh, for them to choose. Uh, and we do have a list of qualified and trustworthy tradespeople to assist with the house sale as well, such as, say, high-pressure cleaning. Uh, sometimes that's required. Sure. Um, okay. Thank you very much. We're out of time yet again. This seems to be a common um, common thing. Maybe <laughs> maybe when I have guests on, I should uh, I should warn warn our listeners that the uh, it's not going to be a short six minute increment. Um, thank you again for joining us, Kathy. I really really appreciate your time. You've given our listeners some valuable information there. So um, hopefully uh, they've taken something from you being here as well. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.